What's up, y'all? This is Tony Powell, and you're listening to Powell to the People, a podcast, episode 135. Once again, I am back with the finest cast in the whole podcasting universe. When I want to know what's going on with anything New York City transit related, there's no expert I trust more than my cousin, Mr. Keith Powell. What's going on, Keith? I'm good today, cuz. How y'all guys feeling? And what I want to know is going on with the local TV news beat. The guy I go to is my favorite director who happens to be my brother, Mr. Mark Powell's here. What's going on, Mark? What's up, fam? What's up, world? Quick shout out to our favorite aunt I saw her this past weekend. Hello, auntie. Hey, auntie. Hey, TT. And what I, I, I want to know what's going on with the local uh, real estate scene in New York City. The guy I trust is the man we call Mr. Eddie Kane Jr., but the world knows him as Mr. Derek Powell. He's my cousin. What's going on, DP? Uh, everything is good. Always good to be in the cipher with the cats. How you cats doing? Oh, DP's got his Barry White voice working this morning. All right, well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Always hating. Laying down next to me. All right, good. Always hating. Just trying to do my thing, spice up the show a little bit. That's all. Bad. <laughs> hate is going hate. Well, we got a good show. Uh, it's been a a a interesting week, so to speak. Um, but uh, you know, we left the show. Last week, talking about another, yet another shooting, yet another police shooting of of an unarmed person of color. And, you know, we would like to get at least two or three weeks in between these types of shows. But it just seems that policing in America has reached a point where that seems to be damn near impossible. Because after taping last week's show... And we were talking about Mr. Dante Wright. We find ourselves this week talking about the shooting death of a young Chicago man, young boy, actually a boy, 13-year-old boy in Chicago, uh, Adam Toledo, uh, who was shot uh, while fleeing police. Allegedly, actually, he was he was fleeing police. There was some sort of shooting incident uh, It was claimed that he had a gun and he ran and he was running and as as he stopped uh, to raise his hands and surrender to the officer chasing him, he was summarily shot in the chest. The officer claimed at the time that he saw a gun in the hand of young Mr. Toledo and uh, thought he was, you know, in danger and shot him. And I think I want to say this, and we kind of talked about it last week, and we've been talking about, again, these incidents we've been talking about for over a year now. It never seems to be, I fear for my life when you're going to pick up the young man, the white man who shot all those people, shot up all of all those uh, uh, Asian women in Atlanta at the massage parlors. They, they, they knew he was armed. They knew he had just murdered people, and yet he's taken without incident. Dylan Roof is given a Burger King uh Big King meal or whatever the hell he got. He had a hamburger and some fries on his way to jail after having murdered uh, uh, parishioners in a, in a black church. They knew he was armed. Um, <laughs> every single incident where 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 the mass shooter is apprehended and he happens to be white, generally speaking, they're taken without incident. They're not shot. They're not murdered. They're not killed. They're not choked to death on the ground by somebody's knee. And yet, when we're in our cars, when we're trying to access our keys, Amadou Diallo in the in the doorwell of our apartment buildings, um, when we're just outside, maybe we, you know, we're 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 
playing in the gray area of the law, uh, you know, selling Lucy cigarettes. But somehow the next thing you know, for Lucy cigarettes, we end up dead like Eric Garner in Staten Island or the aforementioned George Floyd, you know, dying for for allegedly trying to pass a fake $20 bill. And so this kid, I don't know what he was involved in. Apparently he was out late. There was some sort of shooting incident and he took off running. Now, we kind of know from our New York roots and our city roots and our our hood roots, uh, most kids who are doing stuff, and I'm not, I'm not putting anything on this young man, I do not know. But generally speaking, I know this from, from when I was teaching, and I had a lot of gangbangers in my classroom. These guys know that when you're 18 and you're caught with a gun, you're doing time. But if you're 13 and you're caught with a gun, you're not doing time. So whatever happened, they say somehow or another the kid ended up with the gun. And he was running because he had the gun and he was trying to get away. He didn't want to get in trouble, whatever it was. And a 13-year-old is not going to go to prison for, for carrying a gun, even if he has the gun. I'm not saying that that authorized anybody to take his life. I'm just saying that this these things happen in these environments. And so, again, the the police report says one thing, and then you watch the body cam footage, and the body cam footage tells you a totally different story. So that leads to another problem. Let's say, for instance, we thought that the cop felt he was in danger. And you know what? You're running down an alleyway and you're chasing somebody. You know that there's, there was gunplay recently and you're chasing someone and you may actually be in fear of your life. But this shoot first uh, asks questions later and I says, this wow, wow, what's bullshit? It's got to stop with people of color. I just want to, you know, again, I know we're, we're tired of talking about it. That's why I'm going to you first, Mark, because I know you're most tired of talking about it. But uh, your thoughts? Well, to quote a famous Syracuse Orangeman and New Jersey Net, well, whoop-de-damn-do. Uh, we say the same thing all the time. This has always happened. It's happened for years. It's going to happen again. I probably, I hate to say tomorrow, but I'm pretty sure sometime in the next week or so will be another shooting. Same thing, same same story all the time. I mean, it's, it's you know, tell me something we don't know. I mean, we're going to keep decreeing, uh, uh, saying the same things that, you know, this can't happen. They got to be a, a sense of, of them seeing us as real as humans versus threats and, and objects and, and target practice. Yeah, that'd be nice. But you know, until that happens, this will continue to happen. So I'm, I'm, I'm so sick of tired and, and, and tired of this story happening. And quite frankly, I'm tired of us constantly saying, Hey, guess what? Another one got shot. Well, Derek Coleman said it. Well, whoop the damn do. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't whoop the damn do these anymore. I think, I, I think I'm reaching a point now because, again, uh, three of us have on on the podcast have sons. You know, um, we have sons, and we all have, we all have each other. You know, cousins and brothers and uncles and 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 young men that we know, and it becomes it when when you're shooting thirteen year old boys. After a short foot chase, when you're shooting uh, 12-year-old Tamir Rice, who's in the park playing with guns. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we were outside, you know, as kids, you know, playing with cap guns and and, and water pistols and, and everything else. And to use that as an excuse to, to summarily execute us, because these are executions. 
you know, these are not shootouts. These are not, you know, uh, like they see in the cop shows where the guy's ducking behind the barrels and he's shooting his gun and you shooting your gun and that sort of thing. These are these are executions. I don't know. I don't. I you know. I I, I can't. Yeah, I'm tired of talking about it. Yeah. I'm tired of of having the conversation. I'm tired of it being a reality. But I'm not going to stop talking about it until something gets done. Well, nothing's getting done. I mean, we we keep saying the same old stuff. I mean, in this and and in this particular case, we know very little. As we know, it, it's. I mean, the kid was out at what three o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, thirteen years old. I mean, what's thirteen? What that's sixth grade, fifth grade, eighth grade, eighth grade. If you if okay. you want time. <laughs> All right. So you know. We have, you know, uh, 20-something-year-old kids, and we want we wouldn't expect them to be out in the streets at that time, let alone 13-year-old kids. So even if he had damn near a, 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 an Uzi in his hand, and at that point when he raises up and surre- I surrender, I surrender, he still shouldn't be shot. But the, until, the, uh, until the cops that are doing these things are, are taken out, not killed but like you know taken out of the force and they really do a overhaul of the police departments and weed out all the cops because until that happens we're going to continue to have the story because they don't see us as human they see us as other you just said it before you know if if that kid can go with you have to you know shooting up everybody and get his, his burger king and i you know i mean a black person gets taken out for allegedly having a gun that you don't see, or, you know, I get pulled over for uh, something hanging from my mirror. There's a big difference. So, but I'm just tired of, of the, of the narrative. We know it. How many, many times are we going to say that this is ridiculous? This is bad, blah, 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 blah. We know the story that there has to change. It has to change on their end, not our end. We're not doing anything wrong by just being in this world. They're the ones doing the things wrong. So until they change it, once they start changing their behavior, then I'll start changing how I feel about them acting that way. Okay. Uh, Keith. You know, in this time, you know, you look at the the picture here, the scope of the picture. He's 13 years old. And from the picture, he looks at a little kid. But what are you doing out at 2, 30, 3 o'clock in the morning? Where is your parents at? Why, why are you not home getting prepared to go to school the next day? And he's hanging out with a 21-year-old. 21 and 13, that's, that's a big difference. So, you know, in... Being that you influence, so like Mark said early, a 13-year-old is not going to get charged with um, holding a gun. So if he's running with the gun, whatever it might be, and this cop, you know, scared or whatever, and it only takes a second, less than a second to fire a gun, just just a tap of the, the, the finger there. And that's all it takes, one shot. Now this young man is not here. It's yeah, just I, not, it's just not, functional in in the life that we're living in this time to keep going on and on and on and hearing about people of color uh, being killed for just the craziest things in the world. I understood he had a gun, but he's 13 years old. He didn't turn to fire the gun. And and from the picture, you know, split second, they said the gun was found away from the body. Maybe he tossed it when he seen the cop. He got scared through it and the cop didn't realize and shot him. But still, he's 13 years old, man. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, I, you know, I, again, if you watch the Tamir Rice video, it, that young man is murdered within 15 seconds of the police arriving. Right, as soon as he arrived, right. 
I mean, they literally got out of the car and just shot him. You know, not drop your gun, not put your hands up. No, they just shot him. Um, and 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 I kind of, I kind of think back to being thirteen and being out late at night. I mean, I know we, you know, we we kind of had curfews, but there was times, you know, uh, certainly coming back from part. I mean, parties or whatever. If I, you know, I mean, house parties at thirteen, I guess probably had to be in or around the building. I couldn't be out, couldn't be cross town trying to get home at two o'clock in the morning at 13. I'm pretty sure. But, Hell no. But I, but we were out, I mean, you know, certainly past, past 11. Um, it, it does seem like there was some other activity going on. And I, again, I don't want to speculate, but it just, I, I think what I'm taking exception to is let's say he was involved in some, I'm going to say gang activity. He didn't deserve to be murdered on the street on some nonsense. And that's that's the issue I'm having. Again, you have mass murderers who are brought in, not beat up, not not jacked up. I mean, think about I, I think uh, was you, Derek, that sent out the uh, that that the, the text that talked about all of the different situations. Yes. I want to go out. Right. Yeah. And when you think of when you, uh, I wish we could. Uh, maybe I, we should post it on 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 our Facebook page. I think that's a good idea. We'll post it on the Facebook page so other people can see it. But the premise of it is that you know just these routine things, as Keith was saying, these mundane things that we go through every day, or just routine tasks. We, we're being murdered for just for routine things. You can't be in the Walmart in the BB gun section, holding a BB gun without somebody coming in and, and, and flat blasting you. You obviously can't play in the park with the gun. You can't be driving home from dinner with your, with your, your, your lady and your kid and tell the officer, Hey, I'm a licensed uh, gun holder. And the officer just for whatever reason freaks out just by the thought of this. I mean, what went through his mind? He, he is licensed gun holder. And all of a sudden his imagination just ran away with him. And he shoot you two, two or three times. This is what I'm talking about. Go ahead, DP. Well, you know my position. Um, I don't watch football. You know, police brutality, it's it's real. And uh, listening to uh, the supervisor and to my brother, once again, it seems like you guys are being swayed. You want to come over here, but for whatever reason, you got a loyalty to Mark. I don't know what it's about. I know Mr. Whoop-de-damn-do, which is obviously he can care less about it, you know, because it's, it's not that he doesn't care, and I'm not putting words in his mouth. It's just it's a repeated uh, subject title that we always covered. Um, I watched the the body cam footage, and to me, it looked like the kid had his hands up in the air. He to- he definitely tossed the pistol, but when you look at the police, I don't know at that time of night if you can determine if the kid is thirteen or he's not. You know, you when you look at the pictures now, oh yeah, he's 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 a baby. But I don't know if two thirty three in the morning. You get reports of shots fired. You see the kid running. He's got the gun. And then he comes from like, I guess it was like a little alleyway with a fence. And then he walks back from behind the fence. Okay, you got me with my hands up. And for whatever reason, the guy, uh, he tapped him in his chest. And now this kid is no longer there. Um, Of course, they don't see or or, or value the lives of minorities. It's it's crystal clear. We we can't change it uh, no matter how much we speak about it. Unless we find as a collective group of minorities how you can hit these folks in the pocket. If you're not affecting anybody's pocket, they don't they don't have to change, in my opinion. 
you know, you got to hit them where it hurts. And that's and that's in their money and their wallets. But we probably like Mark said, two, three weeks. And it's unfortunate we're going to be having this conversation again because the weather's getting warmer. Weather's getting warmer. Folks are getting vaccinated. Kids been cooped up. They want to get outside and move a groove around. Things begin to happen. And when folks, you know, you know, if you're on the, you know, the, you know, the blue, you know, you got your blue uniform on. If you feel the slightest indication that this is not going to go in your favor and you can do something about it, they'll shoot first and, you know, let the 12 jurors uh, let them judge me and, you know, we'll play it out from there. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right, Derek. I think you 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 hit right hit the nail right on the on the head in terms of what needs to be done vis a vis these 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 shootings. I think instead of me, the taxpayer, funding your cowboy actions, mm-hmm. I think what needs to start happening is they they need to start taking that money. These lawsuits when the city you know when somebody gets a, a wrongful death lawsuit against a, a law enforcement officer, it needs to come out of that. That that pension, that union, that union's pension. That's where that money should come from. That five or six or seven million dollars, and then all of a sudden, the police will start to police themselves. You have guys saying, "Yo, you better get off his neck, man, because you're not going, you're not going to jack my retirement." There up. you go. I you know, agree that's what they need to start doing instead of saying, you know, yeah, because uh, that money to them is like, you know, it's, it's 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 a bottomless pit. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay, the city gave. You know, twenty some odd million. City of of of, of I guess Milwaukee gave twenty some odd million dollars. Uh, I mean, sorry, uh, uh, Minnesota, uh, Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis gave twenty some odd million dollars to the family of George Floyd. Okay, that's one thing. But what we need to do is that if they took that money out of that police union, I guarantee you there won't be no mistake between my Glock and my Taser. If somebody's standing there thinking about, wait a second, you know, you about to mess up my pension. Nah, nah, put that, you know, straighten up, fly right. That's what needs to start happening. And that'll take away. I mean, I'm I'm a big, we all belong to unions. We are all union people and we're all fully for unions. I just think in this particular case, if you have, if you have that immunity, if you have immunity, uh, uh, qualified immunity, then there needs to be another mechanism by which you guys are held responsible for your actions. And that needs to be, you know, fought, as you said, in the pocket. So when the city stops paying, when Chicago stops paying, the city of Chicago stops paying money, and they're going to pay money for Adam Toledo, I'm sure. Definitely. Uh, the Minneapolis had to pay money. The city of Minneapolis. Uh, you work in, Think about it. You work in Minneapolis. You got a job. You, paying, uh, you live in the city. You're paying taxes in the city. And some idiot like Derek Chauvin Commits a murder, but you have to pay. Your tax dollars have to pay that that $28 million or whatever it was goes out of the city coffers. Mm-hmm. So that means the parks don't get serviced. Some whatever that whatever that money is, that $28 million is not in a vacuum. That money is coming from somewhere and and you have to uh, cheat somebody else on an, on another area of, of city services in order to pay that. I could tell but you stop. Hey, Aunt, I could tell you who they're gonna cheat. They're going to cheat our communities, our communities where they can't fix the playgrounds at. Uh, they're going to take the money from there. Trust. Trust that. So we we lose a we lose a, a, a community member and we lose funding for our community. That's where the money's coming from. Trust me, it ain't coming out in the burbs. Uh, no offense to the burbs. I do live out here, but it ain't coming out here. <laughs> <laughs> that's how no, you're right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I think that's 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 that. that, that 
that's where we need to start focusing the energy. I mean, you're right. Yes, we need to have reform. I mean, the idea, people say defund the police and people lose their minds when you say defund the police because they think, well, what do we do if there's no police? Okay, well, um, we didn't need police to pull that young man over um, recently. We didn't need that in, 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 in Minnesota. We didn't need police to, to pull him over because he had an air freshener hanging from his mirror. That could have been recorded by by almost like the meter maids. If the meter maids are driving the cars and they see a traffic violation, they could just punch in the uh, license plate, registration, Anthony, ticket is mailed, and they don't have to worry about that. Anthony, it had nothing to do with him being pulled over. He was pulled over because he's a black man. No, absolutely. That, that's that's the only reason he was pulled but over. They used there was they, they they used all those different tactics, and they send not one police car. You get five police cars if you get him pulled over for a ticket. This has been going on for years. Just driving black man. And, oh no, and the, I agree. And the sad yeah, part I'm, about I'm the king it, of DWB. Oh yes, <laughs> and the sad part about it is a lot of it doesn't get reported. You know, people just go away angry. You know, why he pull me over for nothing? But just being, you have a nice car. You have a nice girl in the car. Just, well, just, you, just for just being black. That's all. I, I can tell you what happens when you call. Because, as I said, I'm the king of, of, of being randomly stopped. You know, random police, you know, stop. Uh, when you call, nothing happens. You know, you give the badge, you get the car, and they go, yeah, you know, okay, well, uh, yeah, you know, what do you, what do you want to do? You know, you want to file a complaint? Is that what you want to do? I mean, you know, we got your license and you had your, okay. No, I guess I don't want to file a complaint. And that's um, it. That's the end of the story. Be, right. It's the end of the story. It becomes an issue. So, um, again, I, I think, yeah, you know, if if the police are not responsible for pulling you over for some old routine random or your traffic, your your, your brake light is out or, or you got an air freshener, if it is a, a non-lethal component of the city government, that can do that. Again, we have traffic. We have we have a million and one traffic cams in the city uh, that can tell you, oh, okay, registration is, you know, as they're scanning them, oh, your registration is out, your registration is due. You can get tickets for that in the mail, and it doesn't require you to have an interaction with somebody who is scared to death of you um, making a police stop. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's that when they say defund the police, I say re reallocate the funds. It's not the, not, not saying we don't need police. Of course, there's going to be a situation with somebody. We need somebody who's armed to come in and address a, cir- a situation or a circumstance. I'm talking about this extra nonsense where, you know, somebody's called for a mental health crisis and the next thing you know, the person is dead or somebody's called, um, as you know, in, in these these more recent cases where you know guys pull over, or you you didn't come to a complete stop at the stop sign, Sandra Bland, or you made a, an illegal U turn, and the next thing you know, person's dead. I'm talking about those kinds of situations where you really don't need police to be addressing it. And the first thing they said, they didn't comply. They did not comply. What the hell is comply? You asked me to stop. You asked me a question. Now I refuse to answer. Now all of a sudden I'm being detained. Now you won't pull me out the car and search me because I didn't comply. I did everything I'm supposed to do. My hands was on, on the steering wheel. I didn't move, didn't jerk. I answered the question. I gave you my license and registration. Just write me the ticket and let me go. Why are you bringing up all this other stuff that doesn't have nothing to do with, with the reason you're stopping me? 
as I said, you know, I, the, the question I, that, that sets me off every time is uh, where you going? None of your goddamn business. <laughs> or where you coming from? None of your goddamn business. It's the same, you know, I, you know and, and I'm, I hear myself saying it, it, it. It's, you know, that's how you feel. Yes, because you know, I mean, there has nothing to do with you. What do we stop me? If you stop me because I didn't come to a complete stop at the stop sign, let's deal with that. It doesn't matter That's where it. I'm coming from. Write me the How ticket and yet? let me let me go along my way. I haven't been drinking. I ain't doing. I'm not doing nothing wrong. Do you think you, said, I, you you think if they ask me that and I say their house, I would have an issue? Um, you know. <laughs> You know, being that they at work, you know, I'm, I'm coming from your baby's house. <laughs> oh, you will have an issue. Wise <laughs> guy, yeah. Now they're gonna get the car searched, man. You know, you get get tossed around. You know, and again, and 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 that's the thing that I think. I mean, we're laughing about it, but that's really the thing that we all kind of know is that at any given moment, you know, things can go horribly wrong. You know, I, I, I we tell each other. You know, I called my brother the other day. We were talking, and I, I told him how you know I was out in the streets, and he texts, "Be careful." Yeah. Well, shit, I, I, I go out in the street all the time, but I know where he's coming from. He's saying, "Be careful." You know, he's not worried about me being robbed. He's not worried about me being, you know, uh, stuck up. He's worried about me having an encounter. Yes, and that's 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 the that's the reality that we live with all the time. My son goes out all the time, and I. You know, I, I, be careful. You know, uh, you know, exercise good judgment. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know, and I'm and I'm I'm running down a list, and I can see the eyes glaze over as I'm running down the same old list every time. But it's the only, you know, it, it, it's it, it may be futile, but it's the only thing I feel I can do, other than you know, knock him out and you know, and tie him up in his room. <laughs> you know, we yeah, had that. Con- you know, we had the conversation. We always, you know, we have uh, with our boys, even with our girls, because they drive too. And the conversation is always the same, but you have this conversation with them about this is what you do. And they do everything that we say, but they still, some of them still end up not coming home. You know what I'm saying, guys? Oh, definitely. You, you tell them everything. Hands, here's, here's, my, here's my license, here's my registration, here's my insurance card. My hands is up. And you just have some of these cops because they have a gun, they have this power, and they have this power trip, and they figure, well, I could take this kid life if I choose to. I mean, there was a video of a guy, I think he was in Virginia, and 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 the white cop told him, I, I, I'll kill you over a traffic stop. And he snatched him out, of, you need to be afraid of me. And he wants to snatch him out the car and all this stuff over a traffic stop. I'm like, are you for real? If you if you go back to Boys in the Hood, the movie, remember when they pull uh Trey and Ricky over? Yes. And the, yeah. the, the, the African American cop with the way he he's speaking to them and you see the tenseness and uh Trey's body. That's that's reality. You know, that happens like all the time, you know, and when I, you know, back then, you know, when it was happening, because I didn't really get pulled over, I didn't really think about it. But now it's like, that's like the norm, man. There's a real, real aggression that, you know, these young folks are faced with, you know, not even them, us, we're faced with if, you know, we're one of the unfortunate ones and they feel that we did something, you know, a a, a traffic violation and they want to give us a hard time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mark. I, I know. I know you want to push back. Go ahead. No, it's not a pushback. I just think. I, I, I think 
sometimes the arguments from the wrong side. I mean, I think we keep saying we need to do this, we need to do that. And my argument is, <clears throat> stay with me on, on this analogy here for a second. I think we should approach this more. We're not doing anything wrong. I, I don't have to change my behavior. We should do this more along the lines of what the gay community did to straight people. Straight people are saying, you guys, why are you doing this? Why are you dressed like that? Why are you talking like that? And they said, their, their biggest point was, I'm just being me. I'm not doing anything wrong. You have to adjust to me. I'm not going to sit there and act a certain way because it makes you feel uncomfortable. I'm not going to sit, sit here and and not wear this because you're uncomfortable or hold my girlfriend's hand slash boyfriend's hand because you're uncomfortable. You have to adjust to me. I'm being lawful. I'm just showing my affection for the same sex. It's not my fault that you are offended by that. And by the same token, I say, we keep saying, don't do this, don't do that. Or, and it's not, it's not, I'm not doing anything wrong when I say I do run a red light. Well, that's, that, I guess that's a violation. But when you pull me over and I ask a simple question or I put my hands on, you have to change your behavior. You're the ones who are acting against the law when you do those things to me. I'm not being dis, uh, uh, against the law. I mean, yeah, if I take off and run or I curse you, sure. At that point, then. I'm probably going to get tuned up. But if I'm just sitting there, my hands on the wheels and the lights on the car, or you pull up and you ask me where I'm going and I refuse to answer that because, like you said, it's none of your damn business, that's not unlawful. Your behavior has to change. The police officers who are doing these things, and of course, the the obligatory, not every police officer, but the police officers are the ones who act as if they're judge, jury, and executioner or occupants or, or living in like the, like the neighbors they patrol. territory, yeah. right, yeah. They're the ones who have to change. That's when we say, you said earlier, yeah, I don't need a, a, a police battering ram to, to in every police department or um, riot gear, but I do need you to train your officers better. And, 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 the bigger deal is, and this is probably kind of the union stuff, hey, union, when you find these guys, you know shouldn't be a cop, show vans and everybody else. Don't protect that because all it does is just, it just soils everybody. I mean, they, I, the, the fact that police officers can't figure out that simple thing that if we got a hundred cops and five are bad, I don't say five cops are bad. I say the police department is bad. So if you stop kicking these guys out and, and making them, you know, truly accountable and stop always defending every stupid and, and wrong thing they do and make it a a, 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 a real deal. Like, listen, you know, officer X, he was wrong. He did this, and we don't stand for it. And truly do that. And, and that also goes with those stupid ass union heads. If you truly started doing that, then maybe I wouldn't feel a certain way about you. I wouldn't label your whole department bad as you label my whole race bad. Well, that's a, that's what that that that's my point in terms of of defanging, not defanging the union. Union representation is important. It's important in America. It's important. Uh, for workers' rights, and and I, again, I'm not going to lecture you guys about the the value of a union, of a strong union. I'm saying that in this particular instance, in terms of of you know, if <laughs> if you work for the New York City Sanitation Department, um, you know, and and you you're complaining about working conditions, that's one thing. But the, generally speaking, uh, the the sanitation worker is not driving his truck looking for people to run over. The fireman is not looking to turn his hose on on innocent people uh, and and batter them with the hose. Uh, the teachers are not looking to beat the kids just because. So, the police are the only group 
city employees that walk around with lethal force strapped to their hips, the power to the power of life and death. And so when you have that, like, like, like Spider-Man with great power comes great responsibility. (laughs) So when you walk around with that thing strapped to your hip and you are reckless, then that means you and your group need to pay the price. And the best way to make them pay the price is, is to take, you know, get rid of some of this immunity so that when these guys go to trial for some reckless nonsense, they go to jail or tax that union. Don't tax me. Don't tax me twice. Don't make me, as Derek said, make me pay for, for your recklessness and then suffer two times uh, losing a community member and losing my community efficiency. Don't, don't, don't make that be the case. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Uh, you know, I, I, again, um, I, I hope we're wrong when we say that uh, we don't want to have this conversation again. I know knowing full well, we're going to have it again. And, and I'm just hoping that within the, the, the time this podcast goes to air, and the time that uh, the next one happens is at least a week or two that passes in between. Um, speaking of which, yeah, well, there's well, a well, great- real quick, yeah. I want to say when this happens again, just play my damn clips from the last time. Don't don't ask me the question on the podcast. <laughs> just, you heard what I said. Just play the last damn clips. Yeah, I, I wish I could, but you know, it, it it it's it's different and the same. Always different and the same, and that's the problem. You know, there's a difference between Philando Castile and George Floyd. The results are the same. There's a difference between Sandra Bland. And 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 this kid uh, um, that just got shot. The, the, yeah, the, I see it as the same. Though. It's 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 them, like, it's them. It's not us. I mean, yeah, th- that kid may have been doing some dirt, and we we can probably summarize from the time and the, where he was. They probably was. It's them that need it. You have to adjust to me. I I've adjusted to you. I know your rules. I know what the deal is. You. Keep but we don't know their rules, though. That's the that's the no, thing. I'm, we really don't know their. I rules. know the rules of of law. I know that you know if I you know if you we all know. Hey, you get pulled over. Blah blah blah. You know, you 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 throw the lights on. You 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 asked. Hey, listen. But that's know. not a rule. That's 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 survival tech tactics. That's the, but, that's that's what I'm saying. But no, no, that's no, no, not no, no. a rule. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. No, 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 no. Everybody knows that. You're not gonna put that on on black and white because white people know the same rule. They just don't get shot. They're the ones who have to change. They know the same rule. Listen, you pull me over. I sit there and I wait for you to get to the car. Then I ask you, can I go? And my say in the day, hey, my wallet's in the glove box. Or blah. You asshole. They know the rules. They just don't, just don't get the gun pulled it up. We all know the rules. They just I'm keep not, changing. I have not. I have not seen white people worried about dying in a traffic stop. I'm not and saying when they, I, and if they you know, know someone. Come on, please, man. You don't, we, don't run this. No, no, they no, know the no, rules. No, no, they know no, the rules. No, they just, Marks, they just don't get stop. shot. You're the one that's confused here. I have not seen a white person at all who's worried about dying at a traffic stop. And if I you know somebody dying, they know you, the rules of what to do. They just don't get shot. What are the rules? Why, why are the rules? What, what rules are there? The rules that we're talking about, keeping your hands on the wheel. Not we're the only ones that do that. We're the only ones that do that. Because we're afraid of being killed. That's why we keep our Hands on the wheels, stick our hands guys, outside the window. Really, have our glove. Really, oh, no. you tell me that there was. You tell me that two white kids don't know the rules. No, they, they don't have that problem, Mark. I seen. Listen, I seen the videos. Oh they can gosh. cuss and curse a cop out with no problem. Even I, tip to drive off and threaten to I shoot. I know them. they and, do that, and, but they and, know and the they, rules. They just they choose. What rules? They just, There's what no rules you talking them? about. Because if we would say you know that, I'm done. We're gonna I, be. I, I'm we, 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 this we, conversation we, we keep having. You guys acting as if it's it's a hundred percent of times we get shot. 
and that we have to keep changing up. I'm saying no. You know, when you get pulled over, because I've been told by white cops and black cops, the same effing thing. Here's what you do. Throw your lights on, blah, blah, blah. And white kids have been told the same thing as Asian kids and every other damn color. And they've been, the difference is the cop sees our skin and thinks we're going to do something to him. He sees their skin and thinks, oh, I just got to, you know, talk to young John here. That's the difference. They're the ones who need to change, not us. We're not doing anything wrong. We're not doing anything wrong. When, when he pulls me over and if I had my hands on the, on the wheel and say, listen, I Officer, what you know, blah blah blah, and and I say he asked me what I did or not what it. I asked him what I did wrong. I'm allowed to ask that question because that's within my rights. I'm allowed to ask him, um, "Would you pull me over for?" And I'm allowed to respond within reason. I can't get there and mf him. No, that's not going to happen. Why not? They, why can't I mf? Because first of all, why would I mf any authority? I mean, I wouldn't mf a I wouldn't mf a, a clerk at at Target just because you know that's just. That's just being courteous. That has nothing to do with, with a cop. I mean, you're gonna go to Target and say, "Give me my MF and uh, Cheetos." No, you're gonna, you're gonna. This just... is my father gonna say that. <laughs> well, we know, you know, my uncle's a little different, but most people are not gonna MF people that just, just and being just a courteous person. I mean, that's just. But I mean, to, to keep to Keith's point though, to Keith's point, Keith just said, and I've seen the same videos where you have people cursing up a storm. Really aggravated, wilding out. And again, that's because there is no fear of death. You know what? We had an incident. So what did I say that was so wrong? I said you said we know the rules. What rules? I'm saying I'm I'm questioning. I'm asking you what rules? Because the rules really are about survival. These are survival tactics, not any any set of rules. I don't have to turn the lights on. You got a flashlight. You want to see me in the dark? Turn your flashlight on. Every police officer I've ever talked to on both sides has always said, if you get pulled over, this is what you do. And, and, and it's, a, it's sort of, sort of a, a thing that they kind of expect you to do. Do I have to do it? No, but I do it. Just the same as as, as if uh, if I'm walking down the street. And I, well, in the old days, you could hold the door for somebody. Now I can't do that anymore because everybody's about COVID. But it's sort of like a certain courtesy that you kind of do. And I've seen the videos of the kids who are MFing the cop all the time and you know, I'm going to tell, you know, you wait till you get to, you know, I'm going to get my lawyer. I've seen those videos too. And they're just as foul, but I'm saying which we don't have to change the way we act as far as the way they treat us when they pull us over. They have to stop looking at us as some menacing threat. They're the ones who are the problems, not us. I'm not. I'm not. I understand what your, what your macro point is. The big point is yes, we have. We're not doing anything wrong. My point is is that it even when you are doing it all right, it still does not matter. And so when you're talking about the rule, yeah, okay, it's nice to turn the lights on and turn your radio down so you can hear the instructions of the officer. And and I would like to be able to, you know. I've been telling you guys for the longest time, if you're driving, you're on the road and your highway, put your put your license in the cup holder. Right. Why? I refuse, I refuse to do that. Okay. So you don't have Okay, to but you want to turn the lights on, though. Yeah, well, because I'm not driving down the highway, first of all, expecting to get pulled over. I'm not driving down the highway expecting anything to go wrong. If it does happen, then I will adjust then. I'm not changing my behavior just because some cop may be an a-hole. I'm doing what I always do. And when the situation comes up, then I will adjust accordingly. I'm not. I'm not acting as if I'm going to be victimized, just on 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 rip. 
I'm not gonna, I'm not going to live my life that way. I'm going to go about my business, and if I get pulled over by a cop, as I have many times, most times speeding, and a couple of times red light, but most times speeding, um, I've always been in a situation where I, when they pull up the car, I do all the things I have to do, whether it's daytime or nighttime. But I'm not going to just get in my car and think, okay, for I'm going to get pulled over today and start acting as if I'm doing something wrong. I'm not changing my behavior that way. I'm going to act as if I'm not. I'm doing what I always do. If you find something wrong with it, well, then we'll go from there. But I'm not going to go a preemptive strike of, hey, listen, just in case I get pulled over some a-hole cop. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not living okay. my life well, in fear I, like I mean, that. I, Hell I, no. I, I, okay, I, I guess we live in two different worlds because because my world, um, there are the, the rules that, are, that have been applied don't apply because the rules change on a whim. The rules can be different. On, depending on the guy that comes in there, which is why, yeah, of course, you know, uh, if it's nighttime, you know, I, depends. If you got, if you have, if you you pulled up behind me, you got your headlights on on behind me. You coming up to the car. One guy's on the right side of the car with his hand on the gun, and the other guy comes up on the left side of the car with his hands on the flashlight and his gun. You know what? I don't need to turn my lights on. You can already see what's going on right now because I definitely have my hands on on the wheel. So in that regard, there is no courtesy and i've had these same conversations with cops telling me how not to get killed oh shoot excuse me thank you how why don't we have a conversation about you not trying to kill me instead of me trying not to kill kill why don't we have a conversation about you not wanting yeah, to shoot they me change their behavior kill? why are you changing yours that's why i don't i don't get i mean i know you say you, understand you, my just said you had the conversation with these police officers i said they tell you, you but i said you guys act as if that we need to start changing. And I said, I refuse to, I refuse to change my daily routine because of something, some cop who, who thinks he's, um, uh, I can't think of a, he's, I don't, uh, I don't think it's changing in behavior, Mark. I think what Anthony's trying to get across is that we can do everything that we're supposed to do. Just, you could be just as normal as anybody else, but we're still going to get treated differently. And that's on them, not us. That's but why, I, I, but, but but we're trying to make it home. That I understand you say it's up to them to change, but I don't see this happening no time soon because you just have people who don't see us in the same light like they see us. We know that. We know that. We we all know that through case after case after case, history has taught us that. Remember, I keep saying the original sin has taught us that. Taught us that over and over again. And I keep and also, why am I changing? Why do I have to be? Uh, so f- fearful or whatever. Why, why aren't you the one who who's who's changing your behavior? Why don't you come to my car and say, "Listen, hey, guess what? There's a human being in the car." Until he shows otherwise, why why am I the one who has to sit there and prove to you that I'm not a criminal? Well, again, that goes back to to, to the point that Derek was making and I've been making, and that is, you hit these cats in the pocket, then suddenly you will start to see a change in the behavior. Yeah, well, that, that figured out a way to do that. All right, fair enough. Uh, speaking of, of 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 again, trying to change the rules, trying to alter the rules, trying to trying to be different. And I'm glad we had this 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 discussion. And it needs to be had. It needs to be said out loud. Uh, on Netflix, Keith recommended this this movie to me called Two Distant Strangers, and it's a short film. It's about a 32 minute film, um, and it kind of deals with a young man who finds himself in a tragic loop of, of being exposed to police violence 
over and over again. And this is sort of, it's sort of like Groundhog Day in the sense that he's living this loop. And after over the course of time, after 50 times, after 100 times, he starts to learn the patterns of the neighborhood. And he goes through all of these things to change his future, to change the outcome. Because the, the initial thing happens, he walks outside. It's a real simple uh, quick, fast, and a quick, fast incident that elevates very, very quickly. And before you know it, he's dead on the street. And then that becomes, he wakes up and then, you know, he, he realizes, wow, okay, was that a dream? Was it real? He goes outside. The same thing happens over and over again. And he keeps trying to change the way he keeps trying to adjust and change and figure out a way to adjust to the circumstance. And as Keith can tell you, it, it is very much like we've been talking about in terms of of adjusting our behavior or trying to figure out the way to not get killed. So uh, I highly recommend it to those of you who have not seen this on Netflix. Again, it's called uh, Two Distant Strangers. It will kind of put a button on this conversation we have been having about not only police violence, policing in the United States, which came out of the slave patrols for folks who, who are history buffs. And, and unfortunately we're still living in a slave patrol mentality in terms of most police forces. And I really do think that we start, we need to start hitting these cats in the pocket for, for these egregious acts. And we certainly need to screen a little bit better as we finding out now that more and more members of the oath keepers are former military and former <laughs> police Police members of the police force. I, I don't know if you saw 60 Minutes the other day, yeah, but that's I've what they were talking about. I've seen yesterday. Right. That's exactly what they're talking about. How many guys we actually have who are active law enforcement who are, are, are in this thing and, and how many police officers actually sent money to Kyle Rittenhouse, the guy who shot the person in in, in uh, Wisconsin, who shot the two, the two protesters in Wisconsin with the, wrong, the little white kid who shot the two protesters and walked right by the cops and, and no issue. Again, that's what I'm saying. It's two different. We live in two different worlds. And they're saying that a lot of these guys, police officers, are showing their support with money donating to Kyle Rittenhouse's uh, defense fund, which is insane to me. So, yeah, I, you know, I don't want to we have family members who are members of law enforcement. We all know this. And it's kind of hard to paint, you know, your cousins or your uncles with a broad brush of, well, all cops are the same. They're not. But God damn it, that culture needs to change dramatically. So, again, give it a watch. I think you'll enjoy it. Two Distant Strangers. Uh, we have a few more minutes to, to, to talk a little sports uh, before we get out of here. <laughs> I know it's a really awkward transition, but uh you know, people have been uh, suffering uh, at the hands of, of, of various athletes, so we can kind of just make that, that little <laughs> leap there. Uh, one of those athletes we've been talking about for the last few weeks is uh, Deshaun Watson, who finally, you know, came out of his uh, out of the shadow realm and, and is, is launching what looks like the beginning of his defense. I, I sent you guys an article, and I'll just read the, the treetops of it because I have it here uh, real quick. Um Deshaun is saying that uh, some of these people that are claiming that he uh, was, uh, you know, inappropriate with them are are pretty much in in it, in it for the money. He's claiming that a lot of these women, uh, he, he has a whole list of things. I can't even find the article now. I don't know why it's not coming back up on uh, TMZ. Uh, but um, 
in any event, uh, Deshaun is is making his case that you know they some knew of these what was people going down. They knew. they knew what was going down. Some of them were, were actively in it for the money. Uh, here it is. Here's what, here's what he's saying now. He's just talking about the accusers. And he has a, a, a list. And, you know, again, there were 22 women. So he's claiming, Deshaun Watson is, is that uh, he said after the massage therapy sessions, um, there were eight women who were on board with giving him uh, a massage after the after after you know the the uh the alleged act you know uh in, in fact they bragged about bragged about and praised and were excited about massaging Mr. Watson uh seven plaintiffs willingly worked or offered to work with Mr. Watson after their alleged incidents he says three plaintiffs lied about the number of sessions they actually have Mr. Watson three plaintiffs lied about their alleged trauma and resulting harm five plaintiffs told others they wanted to get money out of Mr. Watson and five plaintiffs have scrubbed or entirely deleted their social media accounts. And this is this is Watson making his claims, and they've made their claims. And again, that's just the update. It, it, there are always two sides to every story. I do not know what what this is going for. And I think you, you kind of hit it on the head, Mark, last week, where you said, you know, Deshaun Watson was a choir boy, and now he's he's just shooting to get back to uh, creep adjacent. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so that's where that... That's where that is, uh, you know. But you know, I mean, listen. I, again, I, I think the story is 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 interesting, and on so many different levels uh, that it needs to be talked about. Um, I know you guys are big Knicks fans, and and you know, I know I know Derek's been wanting to chirp about how the Knicks is doing chirp. their thing. I don't chirp. First of all, oh, okay. I don't chirp. <laughs> okay, we won six in a row, so I'm not watching no Netflix documentary, whatever y'all talk. I'm not doing all that. Nick, Knickerbockers. We got the Hornets up next. We're balling. Um, I know the, the 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 Philadelphia 76ers fan, you know, he's okay yes. with it, but his guys are out in front. But you know, they gotta well, be well. worried at us. You know, we gotta they gotta be careful because no, we want our way. Excuse me? We we beat you guys we went three and That's okay. you guys this year. Be be worried. You gotta worry a little bit now. We ball. I will say I will say this. I I was surprised when he hired Tibbs. I, I thought it was a bad hire and think he was the right guy for the job. I'm even more surprised that the transformation that Julius Randle's gone under. He's yeah. he's went from being this kind of doughy figure to almost like a a Draymond part two, but with more offense. I mean, no, as far a as, lot like, that more offense. offense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, he I, went into beast mode, man. He yeah. went into beast mode. No, he. I, I didn't think he had it in him, but I mean, I either either Tibbs got to him, or he just said, you know, I'm tired of being just a, an average player because he's he's jumped. He's he's got to be a player, uh, not come back. Most improved or whatever the hell they have in the NBA. Uh, yeah, he, he he's definitely a, he's he's certainly he he was an all star this year, but he's playing like an all star. And I watched him the other day, uh, and he he looked like an all star. He's he's playing at that level. He's playing at at a high level, and he you know Julius Randle was highly touted coming out exactly. of out of Kentucky, yeah. exactly. and you know he went to the Lakers and it wasn't necessarily a good fit, and he got hurt. And I'm not sure he kind of maybe maybe he lost his way and kind of traveled around a little ways a little bit. But now that he's with the Knicks and 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 Tibbs has got him on some new stuff and he's playing that point forward position really really well and they're, they're doing their thing. I mean, okay, you guys. I mean, you're not really a Knicks fan, Anthony. Uh, you went on the air <laughs> talking about the Nets, so don't don't say who got him doing Tibbs. It ain't Tibbs. <laughs> it's Kenny Payne, the assistant coach on the Knicks bench, who was the assistant at Kentucky. 
So that's what they did. They brought in somebody familiar with Julius and with EQ, that's Emmanuel Quickly, and Kevin Knox so, uh, from Kentucky who recruited those guys and was their assistant coach. He's the ones who's getting the best out of those players, all right? Tibbs is a defensive-minded brute. I mean, when you look at them boys play defense, and I'm going, you may, you may not agree with me. It's like the Knicks of old, man. It's like they grinding it, they switching, they helping, they moving because he's holding them accountable. Accountable, and they know if you don't play D, you're gonna be sitting on the bench with your knees in your chest. You're not getting to the game, man. That's how he's rolling. So they, the only knock I always have on Tibbs, and I'm starting to get a little worried. Is like that first five, they're playing too many minutes. Many minutes. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's, that's the thing. That's, he doesn't like playing young plays either. I'm surprised that boy quickly getting so much run, but he doesn't usually play those young guys. They just ride the pine no matter what they are. Well, that's what he's doing. Well, he burns them out. He, de- he definitely burns yeah, them out. I mean, yeah. uh, Derek Rose has has him to thank for his career tanking because exactly. when, when Rose blew his knee out, that game was done. And he's in there like to, to the last. And that's, that's what I'm like, yo, rest these guys a little bit more, but. He he his philosophy is one way, and that's that's how he's rocking. But I'm just glad, you know, we bought we winning, man. So I, I I'm not complaining, but so much. I'm surprised, but you are whatever you are more. Well. We winning. <laughs> I mean, I know you're a Nick fan, but with the same for the most part, the same squad as last yes. year. That's why I saw this this kind of jump happening. So I like no. I, Tibbs doing a he may be I mean, I'm gonna of course of course uh roof a doc, but from the standpoint of talent and expectations. Tips could be a coach of the year, just so that just Randall could be most improved. Yeah. 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 You got a good point there. Well, the one thing I see, even though I'm not a Knicks fan <laughs> anymore, is that they have a problem that I, that I've, yes, the defense is looking like uh, 90s Pat Riley's defense, you know, or an even 70s championship league level defense. But the problem they have, just like they had in the 90s, is that there is nobody outside of Randall that can get you a shot. They struggle in a half court setting. They really do. Uh, you know, I mean they look they looked okay against, you know, the Pelicans the other day, but I Last mean sixteen you know, they, they look good against. Thank you. Yeah, but I, I still I, I still think that they, they struggle to to put up points. So the idea is if they can keep everybody low, then they they can they can win tight games. I mean, but uh you know, we'll see. Playoffs are coming. You know, but they have they have a they may have an advantage over the Brooklyn Nets just because the Nets can't seem to keep anybody on the goddamn floor. That's 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 their problem. <laughs> Everybody's KD's hurt. hurt again. Yeah, KD's hurt again. I don't understand this. I mean, you know, um, we were talking about it off the air, but I, I legitimately think that coming back from the Achilles injury for a basketball player is one of the hardest things to do. Uh, is in many cases it's it, it's it it's over. Um, KD's game is not you know he's not he's not Derrick Rose and he doesn't have to play you know, in a quick start-stop game um, and his length and the way he plays his game, the smoothness which with by which he plays his game should allow him to be, if, it, if, if the Achilles is sound, solid. But something keeps happening. I mean, uh, you know, the body's breaking down and it's all lower leg, it's all leg injuries and that's not good at all for, for yeah. him going forward. That injury, I think, is stressed out the other parts of his body because I think he's, either worried about it or just, I mean, I, I, I've never had an injury. The most I've had is meniscus tears, but I couldn't imagine having an injury like that because you, even though you say you're okay and the doctor say you're healthy, you just probably, you know, walk with a certain 
limp, not limp, or, or you're just always worried about it. So in that worry, I think you probably stress other parts out, in which case you get, what, the, the hamstring? He had the, uh, was the hamstring that took him out for a while, now the thigh or something the like that? The hamstring, yeah. now it's the thigh. It's just, I think it's just a, a, a function of the Achilles maybe healed, it may be a little tender. And then because it feels a little tender, you you know, you just kind of don't, you know, put as much in there and then you stress something else out. Well, you could look at uh, Clay Thompson, you know, he, yeah. you know, tore the ACL and he was working his way back. The next thing you know, his Achilles erupted. But like you said, if, if you put more pressure on one side of your, of your, of your body to compensate for, you know, you don't want to hurt the other side, then that's going to, that's going to tend to happen, especially in the jumping and running and, you know, all the different yeah. type of movements they're doing and, you know, a, a simple knee to the thigh sets off everything else. Yeah, we've all had and those. Those hurt. <laughs> yes, and you out. You out for a good while, man. Yeah, no. yeah I mean, he, he got the thigh bruise. I mean, I, you know, again, and it, this is where we'll find out is they're only going to have about maybe maybe ten games where they all play together before the before the playoffs begin, yeah. which gives uh, your Knicks a shot, Derek. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they're going. You know, I mean, if nobody shows up, then the Knicks have a shot <laughs> at, uh, at, at right, getting we'll past them. And I mean, guys see. like you, that's what you do. You know, um, you know, you try to build us up and shoot us down. You know, there's never enough juice in your sippy cup. You know, you know, <laughs> we want Keith. We want six in the wall, but he got to point out. Other than Julius, you know, nobody's talking about that. Enjoy success. Can you enjoy success for a little while? Okay, we got six in a row. We got the Hornets tomorrow. Should be seven. Let's enjoy a little success. Okay, thank you, my man. All right, I'm okay. We'll enjoy the success of the Knicks and uh, their near 500 record. That's great. Um, <laughs> no, we don't for 500 for the record. We were for 500. <laughs> thank you. Okay, no, I, said, I said near near 500. Okay, you know, it's like not not quite. You know, 500. 31 and 27. Yeah, like I said, near five hundred. Okay, what's it, that percentage? Okay, and and I believe the Bucks like got like they won thirty five games and they're in third, so we 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 four games behind them. So yeah, we're closer. Just... We're closer to third than we are to tenth. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I, I, hopefully they do not end up in the uh, in the playing tournament. Uh, before we go, uh, <laughs> before we go, this <laughs> this news is breaking. Apparently, uh, Keith was telling me that Evander Holyfield, yes, uh, <laughs> making a. a Somewhat of a comeback at the age of 58 years of age. Um, he's fighting um, McBride, Kevin McBride, who fought Mike Tyson in 2005, and this is 2021. Uh, I don't know about this, guys. Uh, I can tell you right now, because I, I, we're about the same age, I, I don't, I, you know, I get winded running up a flight of stairs. <laughs> so I don't know how you're going to put on some eight ounce gloves and, and, and get your big fat ass in the ring and move around. Clearly, there's some CTE going on with a band, the Holyfield. Yeah, that's no joke. And as Mark's he, been saying, he's been working out. He's been working out. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we all work out. But, <laughs> so do I, but I ain't running yeah, anywhere. But, but I ain't getting in the ring and nobody's hitting me in the head. Mm-mm. I don't think I he, don't had, he don't have many cells left to take away anyway. So the head probably won't make. He got, he got he got kids to feed, man. Come on, y'all know that. He got kids to feed. How many kids he got? Uh, my my last <laughs> it was uh, Vander Holyfield has eleven, twelve. You know, he has eleven kids, eleven children. Oh, so okay. got, got oh, a full run by the same by, by the same woman. <laughs> no, by six different women. Oh, oh, okay. So he got he got he got Springer he got kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, exactly, it's Maury Povich show is what he got. Is, uh, 
You are the father. Um, wow, eleven kids by six different. Women. Well, you know that. You know maybe that's why he's fighting because I know he had financial trouble before, and now you fifty eight years old. You jumping back in the ring like Mike Tyson. I get it. People kind of want to see that, and I guess that's that new thing. I mean, there's this there's this internet dude. What's the guy? Paul was uh, uh the one, he won Jake the other Paul, night. Jake Paul. Jake, Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Yeah, yeah he won the night. other night. You know, so so there is a market for for curiosity for for people for the same people that like to stand and watch a fire or watch a traffic accident. There's people that want to see these kind of fights. There's the, <laughs> the same kind of morbid curiosity where you you stop and you want to look and see what's going on. So hopefully, um, he doesn't get hurt in this 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 fight. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, you know, but then again, I don't have 11 kids by six baby mamas. So, uh, and, I, and I don't have all of that, that, that pressure to, that's, to that's what pay. we know of. That's what Wikipedia said. We don't have no idea what he's got. I mean, you know, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, you know, he's, he's in the Sean Kemp, Antonio Cromartie territory, you know, Steve Garvey had all them babies too. That's right. right. Steve Garvey. Forgot about that. Day. Calvin Murphy. Calvin Murphy got 14 by how many? 14 by... It's like a room size, like nine fourteen by eleven or something. Fourteen nine, by nine. nine, nine, nine different. Yeah, that's, <laughs> man, that's gonna be the name of the show right there. Fourteen by eleven. Fourteen <laughs> by eleven. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the nursery size. Yeah, okay, oh that's the God. size of the nursery. Fourteen bad. by eleven. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, that, that's just insane to me. I, I, I don't, I don't get it. Well, anyway, for all our listeners across around the world, uh, you know, people listening to us over in Germany and France. People listening to us in, in South Africa still. People listening to us in Great Britain. People listening to us in Canada. People listening to us all over the United States. People listening in India. Namaste uh, to our Japanese listeners. Uh, konnichiwa again. We want to thank you all for supporting Powell to the people. If you have not gotten on board, there's easy ways to do it. You can go to our Facebook page, Powell to the People on Facebook, and you can A, get at us. You can slide in our DMs just like uh, Lizzo tried to do uh, with Chris Evans. <laughs> Truth hurts. Um, and you can, you, can, you can talk to us uh, directly. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Powell to the Peeps, P-O-W-E-L-L, the number two, the letters D-A-P-E-E-P-S, Powell to the Peeps on Twitter. Anywhere you get your podcast, uh, anywhere you get your podcast, including Pandora, uh, Apple, iHeart, Stitcher, um, Amazon, anywhere you get, to, you can ask Alexa to play Power to the People. You can get us right there. Uh, keep listening, keep subscribing. We will see you all next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.